0: Hello, welcome to the show. I'm Jeff. I'm the host of it. You're hearing this in the dead of winter, in the beginning of 2019, unless I have made a huge error in editing episodes of this show. Uh, but <laughs> I'm looking at my schedule, and the only one I haven't recorded is what I have scheduled for December 20th. So, worst case scenario, you'll be hearing this January 10th, but likely you'll be hearing it January 17th. I. Think I think this recording might get me up into February, which would be extremely cool. But, you know, we'll see. Anyway, the scheduling is just interesting to me. It's not interesting to you, the audience, who is just hearing this when you hear it. Uh, it's, you know, maybe the world is way different by now, but right now it's August 17th, 2018. Way back in the past. And uh, we're talking about a story from Library of Shadows, which is a different subreddit that isn't No Sleep, but they post spooky stories. We've covered a couple from here before. I think the nuclear incident on Bumblebee Lane, maybe another one also. Uh, but this was also covered on the No Sleep podcast. I, uh, I listened to that reading of it instead of reading it. Uh, and, you know, that's what I usually do. Anyway, uh, this the story was suggested to us by Z. Zachary Leonard, I believe on Facebook, but I don't keep track of where the recommendations come from, even though now I'm keeping track of where the, uh, who the recommendation comes from. Anyway, this is by Reddit user Case by Case and was posted on Sunday, October 14th, 2012. With me to discuss this story is returning guests from the past. That's a weird way to put it. (laughs) Please welcome back to the show Brittany Miller.
1: I'm a time traveler.
0: Yeah.
1: Hi, thank hopped
0: you. Hopped in a, a time capsule from the past. And <laughs> just, we just uncovered your dumpster on the moon and <laughs> broke it open. And after 10,000 years, you're free. Uh, Woo! Uh, anyway, tell me about what happens in the story, Forget Me Not. Uh,
1: okay. As, as
0: briefly or as extensively as you would like, and then we will sure. discuss those
1: events. So, and I don't know if I was supposed to read part two, but I read through part two, um, And I don't think there was a third part to it, but Forget Me Not was kind of like a post-apocalyptic, something happened in the world. They didn't really explain it very well, um, where I think it was like aliens came down and they invaded and took over and they sort of brainwashed everybody um, and kind of implanted good memories um, and kind of fabricated like a good life for these people, even though in reality. They're living in squalor And they're eating like black goo In their minds they're eating Like a delicious turkey And they're watching movies And there was this one scene um, That really kind of creeped me out Where this group of people was in a movie theater And they were watching a blank screen But in their minds they were actually Watching a really funny movie So they were laughing and having fun And um, So anyway the main character Kind yeah, of
0: it's, it's a little bit like War of the Worlds plus The Matrix And then they throw throw in some invasion of the body snatchers type stuff in there, too.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And so the main character, um, in the very beginning, she kind of snaps out of it and realizes that she's kind of been brainwashed and these memories are fake. Um, And she's there with, I believe it's her ex. Um, who is still brainwashed and is still living in this like fabricated life um, and then she just kind of goes through the story and tries to figure out how to pull him out of it by making him relive some sad memories um, because all of these memories that are fabricated are good and everything is perfect in this life and so she's thinking her her rationale is maybe if I bring up some sad memories maybe this will snap him out
0: of it yeah she encounters another character who's like we have an underground resistance but you can't bring anyone who's still brainwashed so you have to snap him out of it before you come meet with me and we'll meet at this time and place tomorrow or whatever right uh yeah and then it it she tries to they go to this movie theater and she tries to remind him of a fight they had at the movies and then uh she does wake him up um, yes it finally works. And uh, then they turn a corner and the machines, as they call them, are there. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, a line break and a hard cut. And uh, she is reliving the same memory as from before she woke up. So she, yes. got, she got him out only to be recaptured herself.
1: Yeah. And it kind of circled back to the beginning of the story where it was the same picture. It was like a beautiful blue sky and they were just looking up at the clouds. And, and that was before she kind of snapped out of it. And then I guess she just kind of got pulled right back in. Those machines are, um, I guess they go around and scan and make sure that these people are still brainwashed and they're not, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I, um, I uh, when I was listening to it, the cut was so sudden that I had to like rewind. I was like, "Hold on, what happened?" Right, right. <laughs> yeah, it was very weird. I would have liked for the language to be like if it had just given us exactly the same as the opening paragraph.
1: Yes, that would have made that it been better, been
0: more effective. Because the way it has it now, it like restates the first paragraph, but not quite.
1: Right, um, not word for word.
0: Yeah. Oh, I guess the difference in the last paragraph is that Aaron isn't there. Yes. Yeah. It's just her. Yeah. Aaron is there at the beginning, but he's not there at the end. So the implication is that he is still awake and got away.
1: Right. Um, And if he's not around, I wonder if there's any way for her to even ever snap back out of it because he was the reason she kind of snapped out of it to begin with. She was like, wait, I'm actually broken up with this guy. We're not dating what are you talking about
0: yeah yeah it's uh it it was like um the cloud, the the clouds reminded him of the day they first kissed, mm-hmm. and then she was like, "No, it was raining that day," and that's like where it starts. That's where mm-hmm. she gets out because actually, the day they broke up uh, was when it was raining. Raining, and so, right? So that little like glitch breaks her out of it. Uh, it's 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 interesting. It's very it's very much like a almost like a more emotional matrix type of story because usually right. like, like with the it's matrix- the only
1: time it's the only time that a bad memory is actually a good thing yeah. In this story.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very, uh, it's like usually this type of sci-fi story is kind of cold and unemotional, whereas right. this one, it relies on the emotions for the, to like push forward the events of the story. And that's, Really interesting to me from a narrative standpoint, uh, especially it is. especially because this story, despite having appeared on the No Sleep podcast and being covered on the show, uh, doesn't really read as horror to me. Uh, it's definitely I would put it in the genre generally, but it's not scary. Uh,
1: yeah, it,
0: it certainly doesn't use any of the typical creepy pasta language or tropes that you <laughs> expect after doing. 160 of these yeah. uh, Episodes <laughs>
1: right and there's not there's not any gore it doesn't use the tropey anything scary like that it's kind of one of those makes you think stories
0: yeah i don't even think anybody smiles too wide
1: no Uh, i don't yeah (laughs) no creepy smiles (laughs)
0: that's the classic uh creepy pasta thing is someone has a smile (laughs) that's too wide or eyes that are too real
1: that could be a whole podcast in
0: and of itself creepy smiles just creepy smile stories but
1: Um, i I felt like this story, I felt like this story had a lot of potential for world building. Like I really liked, I really liked her, their description of, you know, what the world looked like after everything was kind of taken over and how, you know, even the black goo of the food and how everything was kind of dilapidated and... Um, I, I just liked it. I think it had a lot of potential. I think the author had a lot of potential to keep going and make it a longer story. Um, but I think in the comments I read that they were going to keep it short.
0: Yeah, I, I think that it's very effective at this length, but I agree. Uh, the author's actual name, by the way, is uh, Kelsey Donald. Kelsey. Uh, so she goes by case-by-case by case on Reddit, also uh, up, up, and awake, which I, I don't know if that's uh, uh, for a specific, like, series of stories or something, <laughs> I know mm-hmm. sometimes for the, uh, effectiveness. Okay. It looks like, uh, up, up and awake is a normal, like just Reddit account. And then ah. case by case is for the horror stories and mm, I see stuff like that. Although,
1: Gotta keep them separate.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a little bit of crossover. Uh, you know, cause sometimes I guess she probably forgets to sign out of her normie Reddit. Uh, right. It. And then people,
1: people, think that they're real stories from her real life like I always do when I read Reddit I'm like this is real what happened yeah
0: Yeah, it's um. Actually, I'm looking now. Oh, no, I have it sorted wrong. I was going to say, I'm looking now. She hasn't posted on Reddit in a while. But no, she posted uh, pretty recently. Oh, no. In, in no she's sleep-
1: brainwashed. <laughs> yeah,
0: no sleep out of character. Yeah, she's been taken by the machines. Uh, <laughs> I, I I think that it, it, it almost feels like a, a smaller piece, like a short story from a larger world, like yes. a, a typical YA post-apocalypse. Story and then yes, this is, yes. this was written for like a like a sci-fi magazine or something like how they yeah. A- there's one little Game of Thrones uh, or Song of Ice and Fire story that only exists in like an anthology, and uh, Stephen King has done like Dark Tower stories that aren't in the novels. This feels like one of those, but the larger franchise that it's from just you know doesn't exist.
1: Right, right, yeah. It's just a little a little story within a much bigger story that's possible. I mean, like I said, I think I feel like the world could be huge. And there's a there's a bigger story going on underneath, clearly.
0: Yeah. I mean, the worry, I guess, and probably the reason why uh, Case by Case didn't expand this into a longer series is that when you pull it, the threads, it might fall apart a little bit.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. I could imagine trying to establish what's going on and why uh, ruining some of the mystery and intrigue of this story, yep. I know that is a big problem when we cover longer stories. There was one a uh, couple weeks ago, maybe two months at this point uh, that we covered, where it like I listened to the audio version and it was two or three hours long. And oh then, my gosh. Yeah, exactly. And then I discovered while we were recording that there was another that there was a sequel to it that was just as long. Oh <laughs> <it's>, no! Like <laughs> okay, can we not? Uh, And then we did another one uh, of similar length, and it was just like, even the base story was too long, but then the sequel Mm -hmm. that over-explained everything was definitely too long. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, it's sort of pleasant to just keep it brief
1: yeah there's a window of length that's very pleasant and nice and it's not too short not a novel but this one this one was a good length i think it did kind of end abruptly like you said when you were listening to it and as i was re- i read it um and i did sort of get that same feeling like wait what what just happened did this end like is that it but it was a good length and like you said the mystery really keeps it creepy it keeps it in that horror category.
0: Yeah yeah i wonder if the uh if that little narrative i don't even want to call it a hiccup because it was probably you know a choice to make it that abrupt
1: mm-hmm. i wonder
0: i wonder if that comes from uh more modern authors sort of learning their language of storytelling from film and television where mm. a hard a hard cut I- I- is not confusing
1: right yes
0: <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it could be in- interesting to think about uh because you know a hundred years ago people learned their storytelling techniques from plays and books and now there are more mediums than there ever have been there's comic comic like i think a lot of creepypasta authors get uh their story their sort of horror tropes and storytelling techniques from one fan art and two video games
1: (laughs) is this a theory of yours
0: uh, I mean, it's just something that I've sort of observed over time. Like uh-huh. the the smile that's too big trope that I already mentioned is something that is very effective horror when you're drawing a picture of something or making a Photoshop. But just describing right. it is not as scary, right? Uh, and then similarly, there's this sort of uh, there's a lot of there end up being a lot of chase scenes in creepypastas, mm-hmm. uh, and that is a vi- that is a video game thing. for for sure. Chase chase scenes in video games are scary, and they can be scary in other mediums, of course, but, like, the slow build-up to the monster reveal to the chase scene is the (laughs) basic gameplay loop of Silent Hill or uh, Resident Evil.
1: Yes, yeah. But the tropes are kind of telling as to what people are scared of, like, psychologically. Like, a a big smile that you can't really trust, that's, that's creepy in and of itself. And just being chased, of course, that's just everyone's nightmare.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and this, uh, you know, it avoids a lot of that, but, you know, it's, it's still interesting. If you, if you read 160, whatever, uh, actually, I can determine exactly what number episode this will be. Uh, 166, this is. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you read 166 or so of these things, then, uh, you know, it, it just is gonna read, uh, you'll, you'll notice, you'll notice the, the seams and it's not a bad thing I think, but you know it it does i i'll I'll have stories recommended by fans of the show and then I'll right. they'll be like this story's great it really creeped me out and then I'll go and read it and be like I don't understand why
1: that. <laughs> yeah it, it wasn't creepy it was just kind of like a huh Like a kind of alternate reality thing
0: yeah this one was good i was surprised Mm -hmm. uh i get a lot of recommendations for very typical creepypastas and that's fine it's of course totally okay to be entertained by these things to enjoy them but when you're approaching as a critic like i am trying to do on this show it yes you end up developing a different standard of quality. For right, it.
1: right. Because you're, you're consuming them all and kind of mm-hmm. comparing them all to each other. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I'll, I'll get recommended a story like, or I'll actually, this, this is uh, good for an upcoming uh, story that we're going to cover in this recording. Uh, the ones that get popular with the no sleep podcast audience, uh, namely, the pancake family mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Banana was that his name, or I think that was it, and uh mummer man, those are the three like <laughs> bi- those are the three most popular stories with <laughs> Uh, the mostly podcast audience that I've noticed recently because I joined... Interesting. The, yeah, I joined the fan Facebook group uh, more than a year ago at the time that people were listening to this. Huh. and And um, Pancake Family is very well written, but you know, it's it's almost... It almost reads like parody because of what the spooky thing is at the end. Uh-huh. uh And Mr. Banana is very typical creepypasta. It's creepy and it's gross, but it's, right. it's like, you know, nothing special. Uh, and... I I Modern- haven't read
1: those two. Okay.
0: Um,
1: and I also don't listen to the No Sleep podcast. I should. Um,
0: I don't either Unless I'm uh covering a story for the show I think that what they do is very good But the fact that they have to do Like five stories A week in addition to the Paid content and they don't Take very many weeks off during the year Means that you know Not every story is going (laughs) to be Home run Um, (laughs) But all the voice actors do a pretty good job Mm, Although I listened to Mummerman, Man And I think that that voice Performance kind of hurt the story a little Bit but we'll talk mm. about on that on that Episode right um, do we have Anything else to say about forget me not
1: um, There was one thing that stuck out that I actually kind of really liked um, Was the lingo in it and I think Somebody commented on it um, on Reddit but how they Created lingo for the people who were brainwashed And called them brain cases I just thought that <laughs> was really cool it was Kind of like a walkers thing from Walking dead type thing like, yeah. this thing has become so regular, we might as well come up with a term for it.
0: Yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, it, I like the... One of one of my favorite things for this type of apocalypse story is definitely apocalypse lingo. Uh, yes! And stories can still pull it off, even after Shaun of the Dead, uh, which <laughs> very famously said, don't say the Z-word. Uh, yes! <laughs> Ed kept calling them zombies. Um... That you would think would be like, well, we can't, we have to just call them zombies now because they, uh-huh. make fun of, they make fun of us for saying not to. Uh But no, they, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Um, yeah. I don't have any other final thoughts, but I do want to get into spookiest parts. Do you have a, a part of this story that really creeped you out more than any other?
1: Um, well, it wasn't creepy, really, but just the whole picture of the people walking around living their lives. Talking to no one in particular, but thinking they are and thinking that they're doing all of these fun things, but they're in this like terrible world where aliens have taken over that was just kind of creepy overall for me like the I think there was one scene where there was a gym teacher and they were just talking to nobody (laughs) but they were just talking out loud but to nobody
0: yeah that was actually going to be my spookiest part specifically I stole it (laughs) yeah no the the sentence good pass Mike she said to no one in particular was very effective
1: yeah yeah, that and the movie theater one really stuck out to me where they were in the movie theater and I think Aaron was like oh this is the best part. This is my favorite scene. He was like laughing and having so much fun and there wasn't anything there.
0: Yeah, it's, it's the, the, those moments I think are what classify this story as horror uh, more than anything else. And that's really nice. Uh, Oh, and you were uh, correct to read part two because it is, it is incomplete without that. The the audio audio version was both parts. I didn't realize Ah, that the written version was divided. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and that is all we have to say about this story. I think so. Let's get into plugs. Yep. Uh, do you have any uh, other projects? Anything that you want the audience to know about uh, in <laughs> in January?
1: <laughs> January? Uh, I don't know. Hopefully, I'm very famous by then. So check out my movie. Check out my music video. Cool. Uh, no, um, uh, you could follow me on Twitter. Uh, B Lynn L Y N N E Miller um, and. That's really it. I don't really have any projects going on.
0: Mm, Okay, cool. Uh, I am on Twitter. Actually, you know what? I'm going to... No more Twitter. I might not be on Twitter by then. We're doing Mastodon (laughs) for now. Uh, I I plugged my Twitter in a bunch of previous episodes, and I don't know if I'll actually still be on it. uh, Oh, yeah. Part of the danger (laughs) of recording so far in advance. I'm on Mastodon. JK at uh, Mastodon.cloud. Or I I guess if you want to just type in the URL that goes to my profile, it's Mastodon.cloud slash at JK that will get you there. What is the name for the at sign? Do you know? Ah, uh, I have no idea. It must have a it just the Wikipedia page calls it the at sign.
1: I guess that's what it is. It's kind of just a simple <laughs> Describe it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, yeah. The, well, there's no um, single word for it in English, so some people call it by the French name Arabe. A R O B A S E. I guess that's Arabe. See, or that would the, make
1: saying emails very confusing.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, I think that for using it in an email address or something, it makes sense. But the way I just did it in the URL was a little confusing because it's right. not usually used at a URL. That's true. Uh, hmm. th- the Spanish or Portuguese word is arroba. Uh, I think that's also pretty good. Hmm. Uh, Ampersat, strudel, aspirand. These are not good. <laughs> strudel (laughs) everyone's just gonna call it the at sign although you know what we figured out we we renamed the pound sign slash number sign to the hash symbol that's true Uh,
1: nobody knows what the pound sign is anymore
0: yeah it's the hash sign now the hashtag Mm. Uh, what
1: is mastodon by the way (laughs)
0: Oh, uh, Mastodon is an open source social network that fun- you interact with it pretty much the same way as Twitter. But instead uh-huh. of going to one URL, like Mastodon.com, lots mm-hmm. of people can have their own hosted Mastodon servers. And mm, they can all cool. interact. The main, the quote unquote, main one is Mastodon.social. Mm. Uh, so most people will be like, you could probably get you know, be, be Lynn Miller at Mastodon.social. dot social. Right, um, right. But cool. I, I'm on Cloud. I've been thinking about maybe starting my own instance, uh, using one of my URLs, funtimes.online or coolmemes.biz. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I think coolmemes.biz would be, you know, a pretty successful, uh, mass yeah. instance, but I, I won't have the time to maintain it. So I'm not. <laughs> also, Dreamhost would be extremely mad at me because I already uh- use. <laughs> i i have unlimited bandwidth with my hosting but i get an email like every other week where it's like hey your website you're getting close you're on shared hosting and your website slows down because of it you should get the uh dedicated server so that it (laughs) won't slow down anymore and i'm like "Mm, i don't care that much no yeah (laughs) it's just for podcasts it doesn't matter
1: (laughs) Huh, I might have to migrate my social media as well. Twitter is getting so depressing these days
0: yeah, right now the advantages the advantages to Mastodon are uh, one there 's no brands or celebrities on there yet. <laughs> Uh, That's nice. Two, they will ban people for abusive behavior, because each instance, in addition to the global rules, each instance will also have its own rules and moderators, and so, like, reports get read by a real person who bans, ah. uh, bans people, because th- there's also no ads on it, so there's no motivation to keep abusive people on the platform. Yes.
1: That sounds lovely.
0: Yeah. It's a little been, safe haven. It's been a very nice cover couple of days, uh, <laughs> just browsing the, you know, public and uh, what they they have something called a federated timeline, which is a lot of people across different instances of Mastodon and mm. browsing that. Uh, but one weird issue is the, it seems like the majority of Mastodon users right now are from Japan and I don't <laughs> speak Japanese, so <laughs> I'll go through the federated timeline and like every fifth post will be something that I can read. <laughs>
1: (laughs) Right, right. Yeah.
0: So that's interesting, but it's nice that it's already global. Uh, Yeah,
1: that's really cool.
0: Anyway, hopefully you can also go to patreon.com slash JeffJK and get, you know digital rewards related to this show and my other shows weaponized to listen to the other shows um if they're not if seeing reddit is still a going concern at this point and if it's not then um you know you can listen to the back catalog anyway that's uh that's all we have to say for this story it was another beautiful day